Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Daily Home Edit, the daily podcast from the team at Home Beautiful Magazine. I'm contributing editor Karina Machado, speaking today to our special guest, Sarah Leonardi McGrath. I recently had the pleasure of interviewing Sarah, an art dealer turned tie-dye fashion designer, at the beautiful Sydney home she shares with her husband, retired cricketer Glenn McGrath, and their children, Madison 4, Holly 18, and James 19. Sarah and Glenn's is a home full of love, life and art, which you can read all about in our special January Celebrity Homes edition of Home Beautiful magazine. Here now is Sarah to tell us all about her family home, her style, her passion for wearable art and what inspires her. Sarah, welcome to the Daily Home Edit podcast. Hi, Karina. Thank you for having me here today. It's so lovely to see you again, this time joining us in the studio. Yes, which is nice. We don't have to worry about hair and makeup. (laughs) That's right. It's great. Um, So, Sarah, I had the pleasure of interviewing you recently at your gorgeous home, and I was thinking about it for days afterward, that view, just heaven. Tell us about your home and why it's perfect for your family. I think our home um, has been perfect for our family because we are, you know, we are a family of five, and um, we're very lucky that we are on a single level. Yes. Um, home from from the front to all the way to the water. So just just actually, you know, like anything in life, location, location. Yeah. That's that's really important. So the location, I think, of the house is very special. And of course, we outlook on 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 the bay. Um, the way that the land is set out is flat from front to back, which actually allows for those beautiful views. But also, I feel that just even the energy that the house has mm. is, is really good and there's really good sunlight, um, but it's not overly hot. It's, just, it's perfect. We're somehow sheltered by the wind. Don't ask me. Glenn knows all about the position of the wind. <laughs> I don't even know what's north or south here. But um, And uh, our house went through a quite drastic renovation yes. um, while I was pregnant. Because that's the best time to <laughs> yeah, renovate. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know a lot of women that are like, oh, I'm about to have a baby. I think I just need to knock my house down. Oh, yes, nesting. <laughs> <laughs> True. Nesting extreme. Yes. Next, uh, nesting on steroids. So really what had happened was that I think when Glenn had purchased the house, um, they'd never really done anything to it, obviously considering the previous situation, which was not desirable. Um, me having come, in, come into the home, and yeah. of course I've got you know a, a passion for, um, for art, and design, but I also have an interior design degree. And, uh, you know, for the first few years, I think my life was just about getting the kids settled and, you know, adjusting to Australia, not really, you know, knocking the house down. But, you know, once we had Madison, I kind of had enough time to live in the house to think, what are going to be the, because the house has really good bones, what are going to be the most cost effective but strategic changes that I can make into this renovation to really add value because it's already a really good house yes. but it didn't suit um, you know certain things like I suppose my style or the way that yeah. I view s- spatial planning or things like that which which I think is a lot of 
issues that a lot of homes have that, yeah, they're great, but there's something wrong. And it's usually the spatial planning, you know, the linear lines, the roof plan, all, you know, all those yes. things that go from making the house a great house to a designer home. Yeah. Wow. That's that's <laughs> great. Yes. I remember you speaking when we were there about the flow of the, the home. Flow, it was the very flow important to you. Yeah. Yes. So I had... I'm blessed with many things and amongst them friends. And at the time, my really good friend, Bobby Singh, who was with BKH, he's sadly passed away. Um, in fact, our house was his last project. And I think he really dedicated a big part of himself to the house mm. because I think he knew it was it was going to be his last project. So it's a very special renovation. Um, it's a renovation made in uh, friendship and made in, uh, I think, in Bobby's mind of a legacy that he wanted to leave. Uh, as That's a designer, beautiful. as a designer, so it's very special. Um, anyway, so with Bobby, we 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 sat down and we decided like, what are the things that are really important? And to me, it's always kitchen and bathrooms. Yes, that is so important because anything else you can take it or leave it from a house. You can change it, but good bathrooms and a really good kitchen are a solid solid points for selling a house. I used to be in real estate too, so. <laughs> You are a I lady already, of many I, talents. I know, so I always go back to that and think, well, you know, what makes a house sellable? So really good, really good bathrooms and a really good kitchen. And we had the we had the space, right, in, in the house because the house is quite a large home. But it just needed to be that bit more designer. Yes. And, you know, I'm Italian, so I love my marble. So, you know, I ripped everything out and put, you know, wooden floors all throughout from precision flooring. And we have... I think some of the most beautiful Carrara marble that we could get our hands on. It is gorgeous. And that time. kitchen island. Yes. And the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so the kitchen, and this is another thing, because I had to kind of work with the space that I had because I didn't knock it all down. And everyone knows a reno is way harder than a, a fresh build. Yes. Because you kind of have to work around existing elements, Yes, you know, that are structural. So... For me, I cook. I'm Italian, Spanish, you know, Latin, and, and cooking is very important. I cook all my all our meals at home. I usually entertain in my house. And I found that when I'm cooking and I'm entertaining, it everyone tends to crowd in the kitchen. Yeah. So I wanted this really dramatic island because we had the space for it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like over two and two meters long by one point, like 1.6 wide. Yeah. And um, it's a real for, feature. Yeah. It's, it's a real, a real feature and yep. it's got a waterfall that goes down with, with the Carrara as well. So it's, and even, even on the part, I think in the photos you see it that faces, cause it's a U shaped kitchen that faces the, um, the refrigerator. Uh, we, we, you know, it's just because you don't see it doesn't mean it shouldn't be to its utmost best in yes. detail. Yes, and that's very that's a signature of your style, I think. In, well, you I know, just how if you're you, going to do something, yeah. do it right or don't bother doing it at all. Very so just detailed. Be, <laughs> yeah, so just because you don't see the Carrara on that on, on the face of the um, of where you put the stools in, that doesn't mean that we don't have a full sheet there. Yes. Um, it's quite spectacular. Um, the other thing was also hiring the right people to do the job. So we um, used a uh, benchmark stonemason. He used the marble so efficiently, but also the way he joined it. So he's joined every vein. That's astounding. You told me yeah, that. And I actually, like, you just sort of think, <laughs> how can it be? Yeah. But it's true. Yeah, and <laughs> He's then done we it. Were, and and yeah. with the planning of it was also that we um, allowed for the bathrooms um, so we have four bathrooms, which is, you know, that's substantial, yeah. especially another bathroom in in that was 
like one of those half bathrooms, then we turned it into an ensuite. Because again, we thought if we're going to do a reno, how are we going to add value to our home? Mm. Um, yeah. And that was another thing that I wanted. Um, so a large kitchen, so Holly Holly could do her baking. Yes, yeah, so, so she, Holly's a yeah. fan of baking and she's fan. very good. <laughs> she <laughs> is, and we're all paying the price at the moment <laughs> on our waistlines for it. Yeah, so we needed a baking space. We needed a space to make our fresh pasta. Um, I like a big oven because I cook turkeys. Okay, so quite an extensive renovation. And you were pregnant, as you say. And not only were you pregnant, it was quite a challenging pregnancy yeah, as well. Yeah, it was terrible. You, you was weren't horrific. well. I was so sick. Yeah. So, but it's, that's what happens, I guess, when it's your first pregnancy. Everyone just assumes like that's your way of being pregnant. When really, I was yeah. suffering from from preeclampsia. So Gosh. yeah, so yeah. But so, it's fine. It's fine. We got we, we got, got through, through it. it. We got through it. In <laughs> fact, I think it just kept me busy as well. Um, I was on site. I didn't have a project manager. I did all the management myself. So I was running around, you know, grabbing pipes and this from my builder. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you name it. And so in December of 2015, I think it was Sarah. You all moved in. Yeah. After a seven-month or so renovation. Seven-month, yes. Yeah. And so what a special moment because you've moved in, you've got your newborn as well. Well, we were, yeah, we were living in almost a garage, yes. you know, so I think we, we were pretty, we were pretty conservative, yes. you know, I, and I, and I think that year he went to the um, opening of an envelope <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it was my mega renovation and I, and, you know, I, th- th- Australia has certain costs associated with doing renovations here. So you, you have to be really, really smart and focused and um, invest in the materials that are going to stay in mm. the home and be very wise of the choices that you make. I think that's very important for yeah. anyone doing a renovation. Yeah. And, and not get too stuck on trends. Ah, okay. Because I think something that might be great in 2017, eh, you know, you might want to sell your place into 2024, you know, yeah. in 2024. And So rather than go with trends, is it better, I guess, to go with what's in your heart, your style, um, what always resonates with you? Look, I think, um, and, and not to be critical here, there's a lot of shows, obviously, that have kind of given people a real feel that there's a lot of a DIY, like do-it-yourself yeah. thing. And and yes, that's great. And I would, can never discourage anyone from, from being enthusiastic about their home and all of that. But, you know, there's people who do this for a living <laughs> and went to school <laughs> and studied. And, um, you know, maybe if you yeah. don't, um, can afford the whole project, at least get somebody's um, professional opinion yes. first so that you could save yourself a lot of mistakes. That's a really um, good yeah, piece of advice, I think, on. the consultation. And I think, totally, yeah, and yeah. you can pay a designer a consultation fee to, to give you that. I think um, an understanding of what kind of period home you have as mm-hmm. well, if you have a Victorian home, you know, think accordingly, if you have a Georgian home the same. Yeah, definitely. And just in terms of your own, you know, the decor, like when I walked into your home, I could tell immediately it belonged to someone who lives and breathes art. So tell us about your passion for art, Sarah, and where it comes from. Maybe from being a frustrated artist myself. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, my passion for art definitely comes from my parents because a lot of the furniture that you see and the things that you see are in, in my home today are things that I grew up with. So I'm, I'm very fortunate that I have a very, um, I guess without sounding too snobby, a very sophisticated mother um, and, and parents who've luckily been able to travel the world and been gifted or collected 
things of value, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, being an only child, there's only one place for those things to land. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very lucky. Um, yeah, but everything has meaning and, and is special. Um, I, I, I used to own an art gallery here in Sydney, so I was yes. very lucky to purchase some uh, contemporary pieces, um, you know, of uh, Lu Belin, who's a Chinese artist, Chinese uh, performance artist, photographer, um, Tyler Shields. Um, it was another photographer that I carried at the gallery, Friends With You, which was a lot of the sculptures that you saw at my place. Yes. And also every time that we go on vacation, I make the whole family lug some piece of art <laughs> or sculpture. Yes, I saw the beautiful sculptural ladies that you made uh, Glenn lug home from. Where was um, it? Sedona. Sedona, yes. my, that's my, right. My female protectors. They're, yes. the, they're the five women um, that we represent in our, that represented in our lives, like mother, daughter, grandmother, auntie, and so forth. It's um, a beautiful piece. Well, yeah. a group of pieces that go yeah. together. I do. I love, yeah. um, I love sculpture. Um, I love... Um, portraiture. I love nudes, as you saw in my home. I love the female figure. Um, so I guess there is a lot of nudity in, in, the, in my art, but we've been collecting nudes in my family for, for eons. So for me, growing up with it was never... there. I grew up in a house with no taboos, with very um, uh, broad-minded, uh, non-taboo parents. So I yeah. think the... the the eclecticity that you see in my home is, uh, I guess, a reflection of my of my upbringing, which was cross cultural as well. Definitely, I'm, I'm. I think I'm what you call a third culture child. So I am of Italian background, but that grew up in a household and in an area where we're predominantly of Hispanic descent. Yeah. So my mother's Venezuelan, and I grew up in Miami, in Florida. So that makes me a U.S. citizen, and that makes me American, and and so forth. So it's kind of like you are all those cultural identities. Yeah. So I identify very much so with, with, with South America. I identify with the United States and I, and I know that I'm an Italian. Mm. And that definitely, that cross-cultural sort of um, aesthetic feel, you know, infusion in your blood, that yes. all is in your home. It definitely reflects in all the different yes. pieces, but it's cohesive and it's yes, quite Yes, I, I think I've always had a, a very eclectic style. In everything, in the way I dress, I'm not a, I'm a person who's so stuck on anything. You know, I appreciate art from all periods. You know, I love antiques um, yes. and I love, you know, African pieces and uh, you name it. I have, you know, I have very crazy art and, and then I have very traditional art. So for me, it's just the fine balance of, of having it all dance together in your home. Because That's a lovely really, way to put it. Yeah, yeah because really... If I were to move, I'll take those pieces with me. So it won't really matter what the bones of the house yeah. are. Those are my those are my those are my pieces. That's yes. an extension of me. It's the same way that I wear my jewelry or the clothes that you wear. Those are the things that are special and important to us. I won't go and like buy new art just because I'm yes. changing house and maybe we buy super modern concrete, you know, screeded floor or whatever it is. So. We talked about that, how, um, you know, you, you don't like the idea of this sort of instant decoration, go out to one place, for instance, and purchase everything, you know, if you're renovating your home or redoing it yeah. or giving it a makeover. No, that's it's, a hotel room. Yeah, yeah that's a <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And so, Sarah, you mentioned that you do have a uh, degree in interior design. Mm. Have you worked as an interior designer? When I was in, um, when I was studying, so I have a business degree that I got in Rome. Um, then I went to the States and, and worked in many fields of which one, re real estate. Um, and that's kind of how my passion for design began because okay. I've always, I think my whole life looked for a creative 
a way to be creative yes. in the business world because I'm very much business minded and I do like I consider myself a merchant really. So then when I moved to South Africa, I decided to you know get a degree, study again because it was also easier to stay in the country. And I and then I found a university that or a college that. Um, that taught interior design and then I, for me it was like a light bulb went in my head I said this is perfect it'll combine my experience yeah. in real estate but now I can learn something practical and add my flair and and when I started the course it was I did it with so much more gusto than I did my business degree my business degree was really like raw and hard okay. <laughs> whereas I loved every minute and of, you were uh, well I was working because it, well in the sense working I I was able to oversee projects by our foreign friends many of which were bankers and so forth who who lived overseas and I would take the house from pretty much the construction stage to completion and my specialty was really you arriving overseas from overseas and coming to a home that not only had been fully finished and was decorated with, sh- you know, embroidered sheets with your initials on them and soap oh, in lovely. the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, if you had a baby, I had formula because yeah. um, I've always had this service mentality, the yeah. belief that it's whatever you do, it's how you make people feel. Yes. That's really important. Yeah. I've not heard of a service that goes to that extreme. But also I know that you met Glenn in 2009 when you were living in South Africa. Yes, I was. And I went to a party and (laughs) this is an old story. Everybody knows it. And uh, we have friends. (laughs) Yeah. Then we have friends in common. And then he, we fell in love. It was love at first sight. And um, then he said, move. And then he didn't know how quickly I could pack a suitcase. And, <laughs> and I think there's nothing more. If we don't live for love, what do we live for? Oh, well, no? I couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah. I can't think of anything more important than finding a partner and sharing your life with them. And I was very blessed to to arrive to Australia, a place that, you know, that I had to adapt to, like, like anything, and have these beautiful kids and, mm. you know. You guys now know me since I've been here, so that's that. Yeah. And, and speaking <laughs> yeah. of Glenn, I walked through, well, you walked me through his, the corridor of Glenn's trophies. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> which is also a somewhat of a feature in the home. Yes, yes. Not, not the main feature. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, for example, in our, in our hallway, we had two uneven hallways. Again, lines, proportion, yes. balance. And it would always annoy me. So Bobby was like, wait, we're just going to make out of that like a bookshelf for all of Glenn's stuff. I was like, yeah, but just the top two. And what did he think of it? Yeah, no, no, no. Glenn was happy. I mean, everyone, yeah, was pretty happy. Yeah. yeah. And we put some backlights and, yeah. Yeah, it's quite, you know, it's very yeah. sort of zhuzhy yes. when you walk through there. <laughs> um, and so, Sarah, how would you sum up your style, do you think? Oh, eclectic. De- eclectic. Defi- definitely eclectic and, and impulsive. Okay. Um, I'm definitely an impulse purchaser. I'm also an impulsive picker-upper of stuff people leave on the road. Oh, I love doing that too. <laughs> oh, and I actually, speaking of which, you've got that incredible rocking chair. I do. I have tell, a Tell us it. about that. Yeah. It's wonderful. So, so my stepson calls me a bin digger. That's <laughs> and I have actually called him at times, been like, James, you've got to come. He's like, no, what furniture did you see? <laughs> and I said, just come and then we'll deal with it later. So, yeah, so one day I was driving along um, one of the main roads in, in Cronulla and somebody must have just not realized that they had a, a, a original Thone rocking chair and just put it on the side of the road and Amazing. it was raining and I couldn't park that car any quicker and put it in the boot and now it resides in my, um, yeah, in my bedroom. And everybody loves it. They're like, oh, did you bring that from Italy? Where did you get yeah. that? And I said, I don't know. It must be the neighbors down the road there. It's in impeccable condition. Yes. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Yeah. So, yeah, I've embarrassed a few of my friends in Palm Beach as well. 
in her, <laughs> I had a friend of mine in her Range Rover. She's like, Sarah, we're not stopping for that. I was like, this is a really good neighborhood. We're definitely stopping for that. <laughs> I love it. And tell us a little bit about It's a Fad and what's happening with that. That's your tie-dye oh, thank business. You. Yes, It's it's a Fad is my... Um, Saving grace, my escape from uh, a very busy life and, you know, I think a life lived to to serve my family, of which I'm very happy with. But, um, you know, after having had my gallery and all of that and Madison and, you know, pretty difficult birth and the kids going, you know, my, ve- my very exuberant and uh, feisty four-year-old, which you got to meet. I yes, did. Yes. And um, I just... I was really in search again for that create creative, you know, the outlet, I think we were the creative com- outlet. Yeah. yeah. And I had, I had a chat with a girlfriend of mine and she said, Sarah, that's what women do. We create, mm. you know, we, so I was able to create again and it was very much, um, I was, you know, watching the, um, runway shows and all of this. And I saw how big tide I was, you know, was in and, and I thought, Oh, okay, I think I can do that. So I just went and bought a little kid at spotlight and, um, you know, Holly, Holly will bake. And then I was, I was doing my tie dye and my shirts were just coming out. They were so good that Glenn's like, Oh, no worry. Give yourself a wrap. That's what he kept <laughs> saying. I was like, yeah, Glenn, but look how good this shirt is. This is a really good shirt. Glenn's a very salt of the earth, quiet guy. Yes, Isn't he yes. very humble? <laughs> yeah, he's totally, he's like, Oh, well, you know, I don't have to tell you how good you are. You do it enough for yourself. And I was like, Hey, I'm an only child. What can I tell you? <laughs> I have to cheer for my, myself on. Um, yeah, and I think at a very difficult time of um, just wanting purpose outside and yeah. a, a little bit of something for myself that w- that goes beyond like exercising, you know, like yes. just a little something that was just mine. Um, and I have always been very passionate about clothing. In fact, you saw my wardrobe, yes. you know, I like have a whole room dedicated to storing yeah. these clothes yes. that I also probably, you know, compulsively collect <laughs> for myself and the whole family because I'm constantly shopping <laughs> for everyone. Um, so clothes are very important to me. And, and I, I don't know why it didn't occur to me to study fashion many years ago. Yeah, well, um, maybe that's in the future. Or? Um, look, I think I'm doing okay without the fashion degree. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, so then the 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 tie dye evolved from from ten t shirts, and then my OCD kicked in, and it was fifty t shirts, and then it became one hundred and fifty t shirts, and then these t shirts were selling, and then it became ten hoodies, and then ten hoodies became fifty hoodies, you know, then right. they became seventy five hoodies, and then when um, I did a trip to India, and I was really inspired by. Um, just the possibility of being able to manufacture things that I designed or that I that I envisioned. So I created mm. a little capsule collection, and then when I when I came to Sydney as well, because because they can't manufacture everything in, in India, that they only certain materials. Um, then I found a manufacturer here and I've played around um, very successfully with 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 some with some patterns and fabrics um, that are that get made here and. I'm in two boutiques. I'm in Palm Beach Home, which is, um, as you know, Beth uh, Halliday's um, boutique in uh, in Palm Beach oh, and uh, in Willara. But I'm also at the Bondi Markets, which is perfect for the spirit of my hippie label. <laughs> it is. <laughs> which is, it's a fad because everyone kept saying, you know, oh, tie-dye, it's a fad. So really I've evolved the tie-dye, which I do with ice. So it's quite a particular, it, it has this watercolor effect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do, and I do everything. I mean, if it's white, it's in danger in my house. <laughs> well, I saw your um, dining seat covers. Yes, yes. And they look beautiful, actually. They are really quite the feature in there. They are. They around are. The dining I, I table. don't know yeah. if I'll if I'll do those. 
um, I mean, maybe if somebody calls me and it can be a custom order, but my hands really hurt tying. The fabric was quite intense. It's quite so, a heavy, folding, yeah. Yeah, fo- the, the, the folding, the technique of folding is, is the most important. You know, how right. you fold something is what, what gives the pattern. So if anything, ah, okay. I would... I've never tie-dyed anything in my life. Ah, so. okay. So, yeah. So it's, it's not only about, obviously... So the garment, you need to pre-treat it so that, that the fibers open up to, to accept the dye. Um, and then you lay the shirt out and you just... And you fold it, whether it's a swirl or whether you want to make a mandala pattern or whatnot. So, I've, so I spend many, many nights watching YouTube videos and then also connecting with some pretty ex- people that I thought were pretty exceptional tie-dyers and just watching how they did it, and then trial and error. And again, look, if you've made 150 tie-dye t-shirts in a few months, you're going to get good. That's great. <laughs> and I think... I think you, you know, lose all your nails in the process uh, of yeah. it. But, <laughs> but your fingers aren't blue today, Sarah. No, they're not. No, no last not. time I saw you, they were. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit, of, a bit of a smurf. But yeah, I'm very passionate. And then it evolved into, you know, me sourcing fabrics. And um, now I'm doing a capsule collection, which again, you can come and see at Bondi Markets. I just, I love it there. For me, the most important thing about It's a Fat is the connection that I have with people. Again, yeah. the feeling, the experience. Yes. I want people to meet me. I want people to come up and say hi. You know, I sometimes sometimes deliver my packages of my t-shirts to because holly and i do a bit of night driving because she has to get her her you know oh, her, the her hours up. so i'm yeah. just saying okay we're gonna do deliveries so yeah. we'll go and drop off packages of people who've bought it's a fad nearby you know Fantastic. I, hopefully when i'm huge i won't be able to do that but while i can today i want you know i want people to to understand that this is it's me it's yeah. me do- doing this. There is no. In fact, I had a girlfriend of mine from the States that goes, oh, I think somebody in your shipping department might have made a mistake. And I was like, yeah, hold on a second. So I turned around. I was like, yeah, this is shipping. How can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> I, and I said to her, no, I just sent you a bunch of gifts for the family. Oh, that's so, lovely. So it's all me at the moment. But yeah. but there is plans of, of growth. And, and I think at the market at the moment is um, just I'm, I'm using the markets to get a feel for what people like, how people, you know, wear the clothes and, and just their reactions. I mean, obviously it's been positive because it's kept me going. Great, yeah. great. And I think so many women can relate to that idea of needing that creative outlet mm. and it's inspiring. Oh, for you, it's your writing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we all need that outlet in some way and I think it's inspiring for our yeah. listeners to hear about how you had the sort of whim on the on a whim you decided to tie down and look where it's taken you so yeah I think and if you lots have of growth on the horizon so. yeah but definitely if you've got a, a a little bit of passion in anything I think that's the hardest thing to find something that triggers that passion yes, it's if you've be that got passion. it and, and it's a healthy one yes fo- <laughs> follow it <laughs> Oh, Sarah. Well, look, it's been an absolute no. joy to speak with you it again. It was a pleasure to have you in my home. Oh, well, thank you yeah. so much. It's it's a beautiful home and it's um, very inspiring. And I can't thank wait you. for our readers to see the January issue and see your home in there. But in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us on the Daily Home Edit. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.